1: in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: We're hearing some college football changes. Two-minute warning could be coming to Division I. Tablets on the sidelines could be coming, and then helmet communication could be coming. And then there's other stuff that we're talking about the NFL. We'll get to that um, a little bit later, but we could see some changes in the NFL. Um, Fumble through the end zone. Is that going to happen? I don't know. You know, without that having to be a touchback, that'd be interesting. That'd be real interesting. I don't, the whole college thing, I mean, the fact that they're
3: going to get communication in their helmet is going to be huge. I mean, that's a crazy thing to think about. I mean, what, they've gone 30 years without having that, i have been trying to avoid it forever. Then add in, um, I mean, gosh, the tablets on the sideline as well. I mean, that's gonna get rid of all the different guys with different hats and gloves and all sorts of weird stuff that and the cheating used to have. Gets rid of the cheating. Well,
2: hopefully the cheating. Folks with cell phone paying a lot of money sitting in the front row. Let's get more perspective on everything sports. He is Brian Anderson, former Indians pitcher, uh, is now in Tampa as the color analyst on their television network for the Rays. He is now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Hotline, BA, where are you? You at the gym? What What's up, are you buddy? doing?
4: No, no, I am not at the gym. Uh, I am en route to a, another appointment. It, it's funny, as the season starts to bear down on us, and what it was, it's four weeks from yesterday will be opening day for everybody, uh, March 28th. It seems like I have an appointment per day to tie up loose ends, cross T's, dot I's before the season starts, because once that comes into play, then there's not a whole lot of time to do anything but baseball. So I am, uh, I am driving to an appointment now. So it was you, dentist yesterday. It was dentist yesterday, which, by the way, was a pretty, pretty good day. Uh, I'm not a huge dentist fan, but it, it went relatively well. well. That's good
3: to hear.
2: Congratulations! Did no no cavities? after yeah after did your, you get ice cream after braces? I think it's kind of <laughs> like uh, good job, Brian. When nice. I was
3: when I was a kid and yeah, I didn't yeah. get cavities, I got ice cream. I always thought that was counterintuitive, but it
4: you know it maybe wanted. Yeah, but it's a, it's it's a one time indulgence. It's mm-hmm. all right. It's all right. No, you know what? I was nervous yesterday because. My dentist it was always back in Cleveland, and I don't make it back nearly as frequently, obviously, as I used to with kids in school down here. So this was my first visit to the dentist in two years. So I was expecting the worst. I mean, there, there were no problems, but, you know, the staining, I'm a coffee drinker, plain black, so, that, you know, the, things needed to be cleaned up, but they also needed to be examined, and it went much better than I thought that it probably would, so... A uh, little apprehensive going in, having been two years out, but we're in good shape.
3: Outstanding. All right, so let's start. We'll get to baseball in a little bit here and spring training and all that. I know you keep an eye on college football. I know you've an eye on Nebraska. These Ross Dellinger Yahoo Sports, just dropping this a little bit ago, what do you think of the NCAA Division One football adding in-ear communication for the quarterbacks and the coaches, tablets on the sidelines, and a two-minute warning, B.A.?
4: Well, listen, they're doing everything else that professional football does. I mean, they're paying these guys right out of high school. They got their NIL. I mean, it's becoming the NFL minor leagues. It always kind of has been. Um, you know, because there are no minor leagues for the NFL. That is college football. But it's becoming even more so now with the, with all these different changes and I have not completely read up on them, but if that's what they're doing, that's the NFL model. And and the, the way that college football is moving all this realignment you have now conferences that aren't really conferences they're little mini leagues uh you know it's it just it stands to reason that that would be the next step but I don't think maybe it's surprising to some um but I, I you know that's that's the way that they're gravitating towards
2: it's funny because we were talking about this before the show we're going to talk about it a little bit later too that and Doug Maurice who you know wrote for a long time for cleveland.com and um, just an outstanding writer is is now kind of focused on north versus south when it comes to college football especially and I think he's got it right I, I mean this is just a matter especially if you look at what they brought up yesterday with a 14 team playoff where three automatic bids to the SEC three automatic bids to the big Ten plus there's a potential of two more at large uh, at large bids so I mean the big Ten could have five teams the SEC could have five teams in the playoffs uh, let's just let's just be honest. Let's just make this the SEC and the Big Ten and move forward, and at least just for football, it's the SEC and the Big Ten, and it's over. I, I mean, you got – and that's really – I think it would make life a lot easier if they just want to move forward like that.
4: Yeah, well, I and I agree. Those are the two behemoths that have swallowed up, you know, not only more teams but high-end teams. You know, the Big Ten bringing in USC, UCLA, Washington, oregon i mean it's pretty incredible what they've done sec is the same thing uh with texas and and oklahoma joining them again that's that's the way that it is moving you have these two super conferences that are kind of rewriting the rules and it wasn't it wasn't that long ago that both the sec and the big 10 came out and basically a shot across the bow to the ncaa as far as this college football playoff goes they want to you know guarantee the number of slots and they want like you said they want more than 2 they want 3 they'd love to get 4 or 5 because of all the extra money that that brings to that particular conference but you know again nothing would surprise me anymore the the simple fact you know that that a college softball game between UCLA and Rutgers is a Big 10 game and and how that travel factors in uh, for, you know, the girls' softball team and, and all of these smaller ancillary sports, it's, you know, nothing would surprise me anymore. You ever think that you would see the day that that, that that would happen? I mean, where you literally have a conference. And I always loved the conference model, you know, when I was growing up, because the conference model, it was, it was unique to your region. Now, the, a conference from, from Rutgers to, to USC. I mean, from sea to shining sea, I mean, it's from, you know, coast to coast, that's not really a conference anymore. You can call it one, but that's not really what it is.
3: I mean, it's unreal how all this stuff is evolving, B.A. I mean, we're living in a world now where Chip Kelly decided to leave the head coaching job at UCLA to be the offensive coordinator of Ohio State. The head coach yes. at Boston College has has taken the defensive coordinator job for the Patriots, and then Bill O'Brien is on track to be hired at Boston College, who was a pro coach. Like the just how all of this has evolved to become so
4: interchangeable is just unbelievable, man. Well, you, you know what? And what does that tell you? I, I think that these coaches they see the landscape of the, the wild, wild west is what is. College football has come to, and with NIL and there's absolutely, you know, it's not being. Uh, there are no rules. I, I mean, it's it's you know whatever goes as far as NIL goes and, and all of that stuff. It's not being regulated at all. And these guys are like, you know what? I'm not dealing with it. Nick Saban retires. You know, again, Chip Kelly. I'd rather be the OC at Ohio State than the head coach at UCLA. Just that they don't want to deal. With this stuff, I I think in in some cases that, that guys are just like, this is just too much. You not only think about this. Recruiting is year round. We know that. But you not only have to recruit to bring players into your program all the time for next year, the year after, look two or three years down the road. You have to recruit your own roster every year so that they don't leave and go somewhere else. It's got to be beyond time-consuming and just you know beyond the pale as far as exhaustion goes. So I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I mean, think about it. It's one thing to recruit and get a nice class in, but when you got to recruit the 100 or so guys that are on your roster right now too to make sure that they stay and not jump into the portal, it's crazy.
2: B.A., if you could do it all again, and I'm just not – I mean, football has its impact on this. Would you have done right State over again? Or would you have picked a different path?
4: Well, I don't know if I would have had any other choice. Okay. I mean, r- really, it came down my decision. You know, and, and it's funny. This is this is one of the reasons why I, I loathe Ohio State. Now, in my older age, I I've, I've softened against.
2: Oh, are you still there? You s- ba, please tell me you're coming back. Hey, hang on. Start again. Your last words were, "I loathe Ohio State," which, by the way, in itself is just like everyone's turning on the radio. Uh, And then you said, I've gotten softer in my old age. Now pick it up from there.
4: I've gotten softer and I don't hate them nearly as much as I did for a long time, but late in the recruiting process for me, I get a phone call from Ohio state and they say, Hey, how would you like to be a Buckeye? Well, what kid growing up in Ohio doesn't want to be a Buckeye and play baseball or football or whatever other sport at Ohio state. So I'm all in. Okay, perfect. We're going to set up an official visit a B and C. We'll have you come down, take a look at things. Now, As it turned out, they must have had another kid that was wobbling on his commitment, another lefty. I think I know who he is. I think he went to Newark, Ohio. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I played uh, a Team Team Ohio with him. And he ended up being a lefty that went to Ohio State. So maybe he was wobbling in his commitment. They call me with that little carrot that they dangle, and they never called back. They never called back. And so right there, I was just devastated, Um, And then fast forward to my freshman year, I'm now at Wright State, started opening day for Wright State, and and they were a good team. I'm a true freshman, so I get the big start against Ohio State during the season, and to this day, it's probably the worst beatdown that I've ever taken. Uh, Our coach doesn't cuss. I don't even think that he cussed, but he came out on the mound and he undressed me for not dosing a couple of guys because I was getting hit around pretty bad. By Ohio State so that was strike two then my junior year it all comes back around I'm gonna be a draft pick I'm gonna be a high draft pick and we've got Ohio State ranked number 10 on the schedule and we get rained out and they will not reschedule the game they won't reschedule the game because they know what's coming that they're gonna have Wright State play them and we're gonna beat them because I'm gonna pitch against them and they're not gonna have a shot so they wouldn't reschedule the, the game Ron Nishwitz our head coach played at Ohio State. So he kept putting pressure on them, pressure on them, pressure on them, and they ended up, you know, putting the game back on the schedule. They said the only way they would do it is obviously you're going to come to Columbus and we're going to play a doubleheader so that they can attempt to save face. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll do whatever you want to do. So we drive over there in our white vans, roll out to play the, uh, the, the top ten Ohio State Buckeyes. I pitched the first game. CG, uh, we beat them two to one. And just to make matters even better for us, in game two, we rolled out there and beat them eight to seven. So we swept them. It was phenomenal. But I've, I have had just dislike for Ohio State for a lot of different reasons, and it was stemming from that first phone call I got when I was a senior in high school um, in, in Geneva. And But but all that to say, once they went away, I literally my, – my choice came down to it was either right State – or I was going to go to Kent, uh, where Danny Hall was the head coach, and he was building a big-time program there at Kent. They were winning a ton. He had turned things around. He was like the guy. He's now at Georgia Tech. I think he's still there. and had left there and went to Georgia Tech. But Danny Hall, I I wanted so badly to go to Kent, but I also wanted so badly to pitch in the big leagues. And Ron Nishwitz had pitched in the big leagues, and he was a left-hander. And that's why I went to Wright state. If if Ron Nishwitz wow. was a right handed pitcher, even though he pitched in the big leagues, if he was a righty, I would have gone to Kent. But wow. I went to Wright state because their head coach was a lefty who pitched in the big leagues. Show me the way. I'm coming.
2: Wow. Untold stories. That's a good one. I never heard that story that's before. A great story. That's a great yeah. one.
4: Yeah, that was that, that that was that was one. But um yeah, it, it was so funny when that, that game got canceled and they said, yeah, we're not rescheduling. Well, what do you mean you're not rescheduling? Why, well, you don't want to lose? And then they finally say, okay, you got to play two, though, and we beat them both. It was phenomenal.
3: Brian Anderson, former Indians pitcher, current Rays analyst, joining us on the North Austin Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. All right, yeah, let's get to a, a tiny bit of baseball here since we've definitely covered the college football and all that good stuff. <laughs> this has been pro- the first normal training camp since 2019. It has been quiet as all get out and knock on wood. Hopefully it stays that way because the only noise we really get has to do with injuries. What have you thought of camp so far this year as we get back to normal for the first time in four years?
5: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: Well, exactly what you're saying. I I, I mean, I'm finding that I don't have uh, information and news falling into my lap like you normally do. And so I'm like, I'm dedicating myself this weekend To get caught up on everything because my first uh spring training telecast is on monday um and it's the rays and the and the pirates so i've got some homework to do but you're right it has been very very quiet and very very normal and that is a it's a wonderful thing now you do still have some big name free agents sitting out there and that's still kind of a story like where are they going to end up because now you're getting a little bit deeper into camp where even though a guy like, you know, Blake Snell, whatever, they're working out on their own on the side, Jordan Montgomery, they're not in camp and they're not getting ramped up like a team would ramp you up. So that's becoming uh, somewhat intriguing, not as difficult maybe for the position players that are still out there without a team, but for the pitchers, that's where it's kind of interesting and seeing, um, you know, where these guys end up and what their schedule looks like moving forward. Other than that, It's been a very, like you said, it's been a very quiet spring ten. You almost don't realize that it's even going on.
2: B.A., do you think, I don't know, I don't think the Guardians are going to go out and grab a free agent, but do you think we're about to maybe get a little bit of a bubble here for free agency and watching some guys end up on teams that we're just kind of sitting back and waiting?
4: You know, I, I bet I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think that, that there's still that tug of war going on where these guys have it in their minds, and, and a lot of them obviously are Scott Boris' clients. Scott Boris gets top dollar for his guys, and so they have in their mind what they set out in the offseason, what they set out to get, and it's not coming anywhere near that. So now the question becomes, how do you shift years? Do I take a, a, a one- or two-year deal with, with option years or opt-outs? I mean, how do I – piece this together to be able to get into camp with somebody. And, you know, it's the the teams waiting for that price to drop. The guys are being, you know, stubborn and saying, you're going to come to me at some point. I'm too good for you not to. But, you know, it's that wrangling about money, years, opt-outs, options, all of that stuff that's really coming into play now. And, you know, unfortunately, that doesn't play itself out in the public too much. That's behind closed doors. We'll find out about it later when they eventually do sign. But I would think that if something's going to happen this weekend, moving into the, the beginning of next week, you know, you, you may see something, you know, kind of break the dam break and, and these guys sign, but who knows? Who knows? I didn't think they'd be out this long. All
2: right, B.A., we're going to roll. Just quick question, it's a 10-second answer. Um, the guy from Newark that got the Ohio State gig and you didn't, did he end up in the pros? Yes. No. Okay. I so don't think so. You win.
4: I don't <laughs> – I don't think so, but I do think I know who it is. I'll have to look that up and find his name because he was a really cool guy, good left-handed pitcher down in uh, Newark, Ohio, and I think that he was the one waffling and ended up, you know, obviously recommitting or or just solidifying that commit, and uh, and I was left to fly away.
2: At fly away to the bigs. It was worth yes. it. Yes. Ba, thank you, thank you as always, and we appreciate your time. Thanks,
4: Talk soon, man. All right, boys.
2: Take care. Have a good weekend. He is Brian Anderson. He joins us on Fridays. We love having him on board with us. And, of course, he was on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We'll talk a little bit more about what he had to say, Uh, the playoff proposal, all this college stuff is really interesting. I want to get back into that. Plus, Paul Hoynes at 1 o'clock, Baskin and Phelps with Dan Menigan.
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.